Shuba. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for curing Down syndrome. You've done it before. I see the whole world healed before it even happens. He's the God that finishes a thing before he even starts. This lamb's been slain since the foundation of the world. Problem is, the soul cannot recognize it. God has put all sin at the place of the skull. Yoink. Right here. Say, this is my skull. This is my crossbones. Because <laughs> it's true. Hallelujah. Anti-Illuminati. Amen. Shaba. All sin. All demons. All disgusting, detestable birds. All reptiles have been bound at the place of the skull. The skull. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, when you're crucified at the place of the skull, and you live in your spirit only, you have total authority and power over everyone. And it's not you that has the power and authority, it's Christ in you. And you've realized the glory by the crucifixion of your soul realm with Christ. And now you're ruling and reigning a thousand years. They'll be young at a hundred. They'll clear out hospitals with a snap of their finger. <laughs> They'll make it look so easy that the prophets of Baal, the externalists, will get more and more enraged the more and more we manifest our rich treasury of glory, because it's all grace. We're the sons and daughters of grace here, because the grace of the Lord Jesus is only with your spirit. Amen, Philippians. Amen, Philemon. Amen. It's only with your spirit, and your spirit is the tree of life that consumes all the heart, all the stones of the heart, all the thorns and thistles of this worrisome, care-filled world. Oh, God. You know how many times people just tell me about their bills, about their money? I've been living by faith. I mean, real faith with no backup plan for 19 years. I got a full-ride scholarship to college. Wasn't expecting that, you know? Graduated from college doing inner-city missions organically working with churches, and just always obeying Christ, and even after they all excommunicated me because of the drunken glory, dirty envelopes would come in the mail. I don't know where they even came from half the time. The early days of Red Letter Ministries, 2006, 2007. Got a cell phone, got a car, got insurance, got rent. Never asked mommy or daddy for help, even once. Not in full-time ministry. A couple times in college, a little bit. Because I didn't have that much faith back then, but when I graduated college, totally raised from the dead, praying in tongues all day, reading the Bible all day. I was so on fire, I'm like, this is gonna be fun. It's so exciting, walking with God. Walking with Him in the narrow path. Totally dependent on faith, and never sight. 
spirit, and never soul, and constantly practicing the King's righteousness, Melchizedek, Jesus Christ, through our spirits, constantly bringing the kingdom of heaven through our hearts and minds, crucified with him to death. Amen? The narrow path. And we're the few that found it. I know I look at some of you guys. I see some of you guys and there's no possible way you could be here today unless you walk down the narrow path. You'd burn out after one day, two days, one week, two week, one month, two months, and you'd be holding on for dear life because there's so much glory here, blazing throne room glory. So the ones that stick around and are growing in this, my God. Holy Spirit. You're truly royalty and you're truly nobility. It's no joke. Some of you know that because you're more mature in your spirit, more confident, and that's wonderful because my righteous one is as bold as a lion. Other ones of you still dealing with that false humility in the soul realm, like it's too good to be true. Like, I'm a king and a priest, but I'm going to pretend to be pious. Don't actually tell people that I'm a prophet or apostle. You know? Hide behind some veil. They're hiding behind a veil. I'm telling you guys, it's time to come out of the cave. This is our USA, if you haven't noticed. We're taking all North America. Taking Canada, we're taking Mexico, we're taking the Caribbean. We're taking all North America this season. And we have been for years and years and years through spiritual warfare, dealing with every principality power thrown in dominion spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. For years and years and years, this is the season we actually get to harvest from all of our spiritual labors of what we've been doing in the invisible world that we've been persecuted for for decades because they don't believe and we only walk by faith and they persecute faith because they walk by sight. The sheep and goats wise, and listen, at any point, someone can say, oh my God, I was wrong. I judged out of my soul. I'm a clueless fool full of madness, the sin of pride. I return to my spirit and I start where I left off when I first believed. So at any moment that someone comes to the Lord, they're instantly healed. And all that fresh oil is waiting for them to burn through their hearts, to crucify their minds with Christ, to be instantly forgiven. So even though a lot of people come and go in different waves and different seasons, I mean, I've seen 100,000, I mean, literally 100,000, and it's just been a refiner's fire like a rock tumbler, and that's how you produce gemstones of the holy place called the government of God, and that's the only commission I've received from the Lord when Red Letter Ministries began 12 years ago, formed the government of God globally. That's all we've been doing. Never cared about quantity, only cared about quality. Rock tumbler. You know how many times the Father has said, turn up the discipline, winnow them. I mean, like, over and over. It's over and over. He'd be like, they're getting Laodicea and they're getting complacent. Turn up the severity. We're like, oh man, okay. He always told Jesus, season upon season in his three years, turn up the severity. Oh, they ain't ready for it. They're going to blaspheme, Father. You want them to blaspheme? No, I want to refine them. When he turns up the severity, 
Everything of the soul realm squirms. Eek! <laughs> this is the place of all rats that go eek! It's the place of all snakes that go It's the place of the hyenas and the jackals and every mocking thing and every foul bird and every creeping, crawling reptile of Satan's kingdom bound up at the place of the skull. Some of you are crucified at the place of the skull. Others of you haven't even begun. But I'm telling you, that is the actual entry point of the kingdom of heaven. Rendering this realm here, the soul, the skull, dead to this world. And you know, we always say we're dead to Satan, but we live in our soul, and you're a hypocrite, you're a liar. I mean, this world and Babylon the Great and these Pharisees are all hypocrites. Babylon the Great is ruled by hypocrites. And I tell you the truth, the greater the hypocrite you are in Babylon, the richer and more powerful you are. There is no hypocrites greater than George Soros, the Rothschilds, the leaders of Christianity, I mean, the worst, I mean, Pope Francis, people congratulating him for some pedophile bishop stepping down. You look at their faces and you can see the reflection of the foul birds. These people are devils, y'all. Devils. Not even small devils, but the maximum extent of the seed of the Pharisees made flesh. And some of these charismatic Christians honor people like that. Some of these people, Psalms 82, tolerate the persons of the wicked. Therefore, the foundations of the earth are out of course. You tolerate the persons of the wicked. You tolerate sorcerers. You tolerate magic arts. You tolerate externalism. And they disobey the Bible continuously. And if you begin reading the New Testament, really reading Paul's epistles, and I encourage y'all to get amped up and read it in the Amplified Classic. That's what I eat from. I know that's the strongest meat of any translation. I got 150 translations behind me. I've read them all. But the Amplified Classic is the best. So if you want to just Go right to the best, get right into the Amplified, and get amped up. There's no sharper sort. There's no sharper translation. I've tested all of them. All of them. And we need to be the strongest possible soldiers of faith that we can be. A lot of people are completely oblivious to what the power of an actual principality is. An actual heavenly sphere throne of dominion, of witchcraft what Jezebel is. Most Christians are submitted to Jezebel in the USA. The Great Awakening is actually the Christians overcoming Jezebel because they thought Jezebel was Jesus. The Lord reminded me just now of a vision I had my senior year at Bible College at North Central University. We're worshiping, you know, everyone's got their hand raised and all this stuff and and all of a sudden I, I see this woman with all these chains and she's got balls and chains and everyone was worshiping about 1600 people this woman does the queen of heaven this Jezebel the counterfeit Jesus Christ the principality of witchcraft that's got the whole 
world bewitched under her magic spell, the Horror of Babylon. And I saw this woman, I saw the chains, and they thought those chains were the yoke of Jesus. They thought that the, the starlight that came off this woman, like the seven shards of the Statue of Liberty, they thought that was the morning star, and they thought that was the glory, and they thought that was the anointing. But it was witchcraft, Satan's stars that fell from heaven. Literally every single person in that sanctuary was worshiping Jezebel. I saw that vision in the spring of 2006. You know, and you just weep because it's like no one's going to believe you. You know, as soon as I got drunk in the anointing, those demon-possessed professors excommunicated me from my alma mater. I graduated with honors. I'd loved everyone, really loved them quite perfectly, a lot, and intensely. I was discipling about 14 different students on campus. All of a sudden, I see this open vision, a different open vision of a golden hookah come down from heaven, April of 2008. And I inhaled that golden hookah, and I got so high that I could never be a carnal Christian ever again. I could never fake what was in my heart. I'm completely possessed with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I got so high that everyone that was still low on religion started manifesting around me. And everyone that I was discipling, they were scared that revival was going to break out on campus. They said, if you ever step foot back on campus at North Central University, we will call the police on you. To this day, they have never changed their mind. I forgive them. I, a lot of the people that I looked up to when I was in college had already been excommunicated from the Assemblies of God. So I was prepared for it, trust me. I'd been watching them, and I'm no dummy. God has given me the spirit of wisdom and the gift of wisdom since the day I was born again in October of 1999. So I knew it was coming, because I knew I'd keep growing in the same growth I'd been growing in for seven years until then. And you just grow to the point where you just break their box. And when you break their box, you actually break that religious demon principality and power thrown in dominion and if they came out with you, you'd have revival. But then they'd contain it again in the soul realm of Satan's demons, Beelzebul, the Lord of the Flies that keeps them all under Jezebel's stank. Amen. Under her stank. And you know she'd be poo-poo and pee-pee all over your heads every day. They don't know it. Final Quest, Chapter 1, when the fallen angels are defecating, pooping and peeing, on Satan's army called Bewitched Christians, they thought that was the anointing. They're opening their mouths and eating whole turds down their throats into their bellies, thinking that's the bread of heaven. I mean, that's what's in the final quest, the first chapter, if you read it. And Satan's army isn't the Rothschilds and the Freemasons. No. Satan's army is the born-again, bewitched Christians living in their soul and having begun in the spirit trying to finish in the flesh. Eating turds, thinking it's hidden manna. Drinking urine, thinking it's the new wine. And they're drunk on the blood of the saints. Well, I remember when I first read that book. I think I read that in 2007, 2008 or something. And it's like, wow. All the pieces of the puzzle coming together. Then I read uh, In a Round Tree's Heaven Awaits the Bride, right after that. Then I read the Book of Enoch. And then, you know, I was pretty much sealed the deal. 
the revelation in some of these wonderful books. So I highly recommend if you're coming into the glory, entering the kingdom, and go back and read them again. Read the final quest, read the call, read the torch and the sword, all by Rick Joyner. Wonderful. I mean, that revelation is for the whole bride of Christ. That's directly from Jesus Christ in the third heaven. And then, Anna Roundtree's Heaven Waits the Bride. That book will bless you big time. <laughs> a lot of people have read it in the soul, but it didn't help them. So when you read it, read it in the spirit. Say, Lord, give me grace for my spirit. I want to read this in the spirit. I want my spirit to grow like an olive tree, because that's what your spirit is. God the Father is the Father of spirits, or the Father of olive trees. He calls Moses and Elijah olive trees in Revelation chapter 11. He calls his apostles and prophets big, mature, full-grown olive trees who have developed their spirit into full spiritual stature. Amen? Do you know that's the meaning of life? To grow your spirit all the way through your heart? That's the narrow path. Grow your spirit all the way through your soul. It's a narrow path. And I tell you the truth, you go from different levels of glory to greater levels of glory by the rise of the morning star in your heart. And you know that the rise of the morning star in your heart is by the prophetic word. What's the prophetic word? The living word. The living word. The living word is what causes the morning star to rise in your heart. Now, who has the living word? Only the living Father. Paul says emphatically, dealing with factions and divisions, that he is the Father of all spirits. There's only one Father of all Christians in the world. Very important. If you participate in the fathering of spirits, does that make you a father? No. Jesus didn't even consider him, himself a father. If you read the gospel, if you consider yourself a father of spirits, well, pride comes before a fall, buddy. You're not better than the Lord Jesus. And I know different apostles and prophets disagree on that. I'm chief of them all. Trust me. Don't disagree with that. Jesus Christ is the master. At any point that you disagree with the red letters, you're going to go astray. When Jesus spoke, he always spoke perfectly. All the Apostle Paul did was expound upon the red letters of the Lord Jesus. People think the Apostle Paul had a different gospel than Jesus. No, he didn't. He says, what, you get baptized in the name of Paul? You get baptized in the name of Barnabas? No, you got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. <laughs> If you ever begin to twist the Lord Jesus' words into some human gospel or some other father's gospel, you will always get into magic arts. And how many times have we seen it, you guys? Even amongst this platoon of Joel's army, this praetorian guard of the Emperor Christ. How many times? Some of y'all seen it hundreds of times. Some of y'all seen it thousands of times. They'll come around, they'll, be get on, they'll get on fire real quick, and then they'll be like, there is no hell. What? Last week you were telling the truth and now you're telling me there's no hell? I mean, honestly, I've seen that dozens and dozens of times. You know what that is? It's a demon. It's a demon in their soul 
and they're still immature little spirits. So when a demon comes around and tempts them with the knowledge of good, they always suck up to it and let that thing cling on to the back of their spinal cord right through their brain stem and they ride, the demons ride the bewitched Christians like horses. So they come in, they pretend like they're mature Christians, they'll do a little internet broadcast, they'll say some stuff, they'll, you know, they'll wow you a little bit, they'll have some energy, they'll have some zeal, and then they just burn out and start telling you a bunch of rubbish. And I've seen that even amongst those esteemed as the greatest apostles and prophets in the world. Oh, here's the leader by the book of this master apostle. He's the apostle of all Asia. He's the apostle of all California. He's the apostle of New York. Blah, 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 blah. And I'll, I'll be like, because I come like a little child. I'll honestly be like, I can't wait to see it. Seriously. I will sit under your apostleship and learn. There's no pride here, buddy. I want my spirit to continue to grow in the apostolic and the prophetic anointing because I'm an olive tree too. And I'll go under there and I'll start learning from him. I'll listen to him. And I mean, almost every single time, they'll start saying some stupid stuff. They'll start saying some soulish stuff. I'll be like, well, that's disappointing. You know? <laughs> It'd be like, just some dumb money stuff. Just some dumb just soulish garbage that has the appearance so good. It's just their own human opinions. It's not from the solid rock. It won't even do anything for your spirit. And it's just like, oh, well, how we keep growing ourselves and this praetorian guard, you know? But we always give them the benefit of a doubt. I do. People come around, they'll tell me they're this, they'll tell me they're that. And we're just little children here. I mean, no one's an adult. The kingdom belongs to little children. So little children are always excited when someone says that there's something great. Oh, a great prophet has appeared, a great apostle, you know, a king and a judge. Someone's got a lot of revelation. Woo! I get excited. Seriously, every time. And no matter how many times I'm disappointed, my zeal never dies. Because it's just exciting to me the more and more the kingdom unfold, uh, unfolds. And sometimes... They continue to unfold. But I tell you the truth, the most encouraging, consistent thing I've seen is that childlikeness, that unlearnedness. It's true. When people start telling me that they got all the master plan and they got the blueprints and they got all this mystic jargon and they're real mature in the apostolic, honestly, like a sucker, I fall for it every time. I will sit under everything you say, I will listen to everything you say, and I'll just let the rain descend like dew upon the tender mown grass. Because we're huge eaters, we're huge drinkers. I don't, I'll feast from anyone that's got any bread and any wine in the whole world. I care less. God is no respecter of persons. We are so desperate. And Jesus Christ is unifying us in that feast table, isn't he? The feasters are the little children. <laughs> and it's like the drunker you get by drinking, the dumber you look. But that's the sure sign of a child of God that's, what the Bible say? Unlearned. The Pharisees called Jesus uneducated, unlearned. In Athens, the Areopagus called Paul unlearned, uneducated. And we might get smart in our spirit, but we're going to look real dumb in our soul. 
all the time on purpose because the anointing is the smearing and the crucifixion of our soul. We live in a different world. We live in the spirit. They live in the soul. They're soulish, earthly animals. Demoniacal. That's their nature. That's their name. 666 on every one of their foreheads. The Father was saying to me the last two days, it's the place of the soul of the fattened calf. It's the place of the soul of the fat golden calf. Everyone that disobeys God in the spirit fattens the calf of their soul. I've watched this and it's grieved me for years. That's the primary reaction to a developed spirit life is go and fatten my soul because I'll never be that mature or I'll get, I'll get offended by it and I'll just go out and try to mimic it, copy it in my soul and try to skip the actual discipleship of the narrow path of the development of the human spirit, which is the divine spirit. People try to take shortcuts. They try to break rank. You know, we don't follow a man. How many demon-possessed, prideful idiots have we heard say that? We don't follow a man. Well, like, what? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. You follow the apostles and prophets until the fullness of perfection, the Bible says. If you're not following the men and women of the prophets and apostles, by default you're following demons, sorcerers, practicing magic arts, and they're stroking your pride, and they're filling your ego, and it's going to be a real rude awakening for every single one of them. Because the great white throne's dealing with them by mass crucifixion at the place of the skull. <laughs> at the place of the skull is every demon. At the place of the skull is all sin. It's all bound there. Satan was defeated at the place of the skull. Have you been defeated by Jesus Christ at the place of your own skull? Are you still living in rebellion, in the fakeness, in the wannabe realm of soulishness, by trying and by wanting? <laughs> it's all strange fire. It's all dead works. It's all wood, hay, and stubble. It's all false humility. Tremendous amount of false humility being crucified with Christ at the place of the skull. That is the main thing God the Father raised up, these two witnesses that I'm talking to today, is for the en masse enforcement of the crucifixion of all skulls worldwide with Christ. You don't even have to deal with anything else. You build your spirit up, that's the only thing God the Father is going to do through you. And everything in their skulls, which is all the manipulation, all the, the emotions and the feelings of the horror of Babylon that you don't want to offend, you want to honor those feelings and emotions of the horror of Babylon, well, you'll join the horror of Babylon in whoredom with every demon spirit. You know, that's the main form of manipulation I've seen. And it's not just the girls doing it, it's the boys too. I've dealt with it every single day of my Christian life for 19 years. I remember Brother Earl Gilchrist, former pimp, they got saved in prison doing 18 years for murder. He told me, you can't manipulate me with your feelings. Brother Earl going to break you off something, something. It's like, I know those feelings. They, that squirming toad realm of the soul that always tries to manipulate. Because the demons don't want to leave that person's skull. Because that skull had been faith, faithful to be an apartment for demons. And when a brother Earl comes around, <laughs> a brother Brandon comes around and actually enforces the great white throne from our spirit that saved us from hell on earth, 
all that realm of hell manifests and says, no, we don't want to leave. We don't want to be crucified. We want to cling and retain to our own false life, the lie, the curse of the fall, which is the soulishness of mankind. I just remember as a baby Christian in Brother Earl's class in Teen Challenge, just not even bowing to that manipulation. People trying to just squirm around like snakes in the soul realm and trying to manipulate Brother Earl. And he'd always just slam a sledgehammer of grace right through their skull and crucify him to death in perfect love. And that was the demonstration of God the Father. That was the main man of God that discipled me for 22 months in Teen Challenge. So that basically you can't be manipulated by anything in darkness that tries to manipulate, which is all witchcraft. And that main form of manipulation is with a niceness feelings, those emotions. And people get offended because you don't honor their feelings and emotions. Those are the feelings and emotions of the whore of Babylon that sleeps intimately with all the demons of hell. It's true. That's why they're sick. That's why they're poor. <laughs> That's why they have curses. That's why terrible things happen. You're honoring demons when you honor the soul. Does God honor the soul? No. God crucifies the soul, which is the honor of your spirit, the true you inside your soul. Amen. That you could be yourself and not the facade. <laughs> that you could be your spirit and not the makeup. Amen. The love of Jesus Christ goes deeper than the soul, infinitely deeper into the spirit and raises the spirit from the dead, which is the soul realm the place of the skull where all the dead are bound for eternity. And once your spirit's raised above your skull, that's the conqueror's crown of glory. You actually took control back of your body, your own heart, and your own brain from the kingdom of hell. Well, doesn't that happen when I'm born again? Have you watched what happens to these people after born again? You know how many people we deal with with secret sin every day? You know how many people in ministry I've dealt with with secret sin? Alcoholism, drunkenness, carousing, debauchery. The sexual morality is worse amongst those born again than it is those not born again. It's true. When they have charismatic conference meetings at these hotels, they've run statistics on it. Pornography skyrockets. The highest rental rates of porn on hotels is when there's a Christian conference in these hotels in the USA. They ran statistics on them. It's a true story. The charismatic church is the biggest hypocrites in the world. How dare you say it? It's true because we try to do it in the soul realm and not the spirit. We don't even know Christ in us. We haven't even realized the glory. We're healed the sick, raised the dead, preach in fire, and we're still soulish. It's still just strange fire. But this is the time of maturity of the apostolic and prophetic witness of the Father in really mature manhood, in the standard height of Christ's own perfection. Amen. In the fullness of the two olive trees that have developed our spirit into full spiritual stature. And people are going to call it the devil just like they have been since we've been in ministry for 10 years. That's the main reaction to bewitch Christians, is to call God the Father the devil. 
because they can't see past their own eyes of what they've experienced in their own bewitched little building systems in their own little circles of what they think is the top of the pyramid of the food chain of Christianity and it hasn't even entered the kingdom. Mount Zion is the kingdom within your spirit. Mount Zion is a mountain of fire that rises in your belly through your whole heart and through your whole skull and rests on your head as the conqueror's crown of glory. And that's what I pray, that's what I strive for even with superhuman energy that God so mightily enkindles within me, that every single one of you would have Mount Zion, the fire of God, rise as a mountain through your hearts and brains and rest on your skulls as the conqueror's crown of life today in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.